good conference. I've enjoyed enjoyed the preaching and the singing, and I've had a good time, and uh, and and appreciate uh, all of the all of the effort that's been put into this conference. Those that have spent and been spent uh, in in preparation and in 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 the in in the conference itself, and uh, certainly. Certainly, always appreciate the opportunity to be able to stand behind the pulpit of any of the Lord's churches. Always good, always good to be back at King's Edition Baptist Church. <clears throat> Go ahead and open your Bibles to the book of Matthew, chapter twenty-four. Matthew, chapter twenty-four. Bring you greetings from Sovereign Grace Baptist Church of Mansfield, uh, and uh, it's 100, 160 miles, about something like that, north of here. And uh, I notice you all have blooming daffodils, grass that almost needs cut already, and our daffodils are about that big up there. So y'all are that much further ahead of us in springtime, but. Uh, but that's all right. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. But um, you all pray for us up there. We, we pray for you all as well. Matthew chapter 24. We'll take one verse as our text. Uh, verse 12 says, And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. This winter uh, this, that's just passed got really cold in a lot of places in the country. And I, I know cold is a relative term. Cold to us up in the great Arctic north of Mansfield or even where Brother Sam's at, further, further north, close to the North Pole, uh, Michigan, um, cold is really, really cold, but someone down in Florida might have got down to 40s and they might have froze to death uh, in, in those temperatures, but it, it got cold this winter, uh, and, uh, and, 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 and um, I don't know what it got where, where Brother Prater lives, I, I'm, I'm almost glad I didn't ask him, because he might not have experienced the cold weather this, this winter. But, but the fact is that, that it did get cold in, in a lot of the country. And, and during one of those nights that it was somewhere in the 20-something below zero, and I was awake and checking the pipes to make sure that we didn't have any frozen pipes and that sort of thing. And I, I was up studying and looking, looking up everywhere that the Bible talks about cold in winter. You know, that this verse came up, and I got to thinking about it. Of course, other verses came up as well. Now, I understand passages like Job 37, verse 10 says, By the breath of God, frost is given. But still, I... I prefer warmer weather. <laughs> but I got to thinking about 
Matthew 24 and verse 12. This, and, and my, the title of my message is, Have You Gotten Cold? Have You Gotten Cold? I believe, I believe the scriptures here, our Lord is speaking of a time which when, when iniquity abounds, that's what he says, because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. We look at our world today, and indeed iniquity abounds. When we, when we, when we, Look at the last days, and, and, we, and we know that the world is going to get worse and worse. Things are going to happen going on into the time right before the Lord comes back. And I believe we're right there. The Lord could come back in any moment. And the rapture of the saints could happen any day now. And that's what we're looking forward to, or should be looking forward to, as children of God. The, the tribulation period will happen after that, and, thing, and, and iniquity is going to abound in those times. And I joked when I introduced Brother Prater, and I said he comes from the far left coast. But you know, those far left problems that we used to think of as being only happening in California are happening now in our states. Battles over... Sodomite marriages that we thought wouldn't be a problem in places like Michigan are. It's coming a problem in Ohio. A judge is posed to strike down our, uh, our, our ban of, of, of same-sex marriage, which has been in place since 2004 which was put in by a vote by the people. You see, and, it's, and, 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 and things are happening. You turn on the television in the daytime and you see things that used to not even be shown at night. And it's happening in the day. Iniquity is abounding. What, what does he mean by iniquity? Well, Webster's Dictionary of 1828 said, gave, gave three definitions that I thought were relevant here. Uh, iniquity, the first definition was injustice or unrighteousness as the iniquity of war or the iniquity of the slave trade. He also said a sin or crime, wickedness, any act of injustice. And then he quoted from Isaiah 59 and verse 2, which says, Your iniquities have separated between you and your God. Then, he, then the third definition is original want of holiness or depravity. As in Psalms 51, I was shapen in iniquity. If you turn over with me to the book of 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter number 3. Beginning at verse 1. 
This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away, for of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Living into this, living in this world, we see that when we read Second Timothy chapter three, the Bible speaks of a time which was then future, but I believe that it's now present. And he says that there would be a time when it would be dangerous. Now, God's people, I believe that we have maybe thought of this as not being a dangerous world, but folks, it is, and it's going to be more dangerous as time goes on until the Lord takes us home to be with him. And I believe this, this so-called gay or homosexual movement in this country is going to open up the floodgates to persecution for the Lord's churches. I believe this is the way it's going to come in. Let's watch it. It's coming. Men are lovers of their own selves. They're without natural affection. Fierce lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, you can take this laundry list, so to speak, and compare it with the, with the newspapers. If you read the newspaper, if you pull it up on the Internet, however way you want to read your news, and it fits very, very closely to what we've got going on in our world. Perilous times, dangerous times is what we have in this world. Just the other day, it was reported that the new, newly elected or newly put into place CEO of Firefox, a web browser, was, was forced to resign because of his support of Proposition 8 in California. That was supporting traditional marriage. That happened several years ago. The man had donated $1,000 to the cause to support traditional marriage. They got him and tossed him out, forced him to resign over his support of marriage. They're becoming bold in this thing. It's not going to be too much longer until, until something happens in which it's going, something's going to happen when a church or, or a preacher gets into trouble over this. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, Second Corinthians chapter 6, beginning at verse 14. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. 
For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness, and what concord hath Christ with Belial, or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel, and what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God, as God hath said, I will dwell with them, I will dwell in them, and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Living in this world, a person can either get caught up in the world's wickedness or live a wholly separated life. Now... We, 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 can, we can turn on the TV and watch the filth and the trash. We can watch the pornography that's on there. Or we, can, or we can live a separated life. The choice as a child of God is really ours. Iniquity does abound in this world. And because it abounds, the love of many will wax cold. How caught up in the world are we? Do we blink a blind eye to what's going on around us? Do we say to ourselves, or do we say, or do we think, well, it's not my business what's going on out in the world? Do we do do we do we share the gospel with others, as has already been preached? Or do we hold hands with the world? How caught up are we? In the world, have we gotten cold? Psalms 139, verses 23 and 24, the psalmist said, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me. Lead me in the way everlasting. Every one of us needs to be like the psalmist. Have that kind of a desire for the Lord to search us, to know our heart, to know our thoughts, to shed any light on, on, on our heart, to, on any wicked way that, that might be there. Because we may have gotten cold. Because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. One of the things I noticed when, in those bitter cold temperatures, there was a time or two when I was out and, uh, and I had to sit in my car and try to get it to warm up a little bit and had to take my gloves off to, to do some other things for just a few moments and it didn't take too long before spots appeared on my hands didn't take long for 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 things to happen the cold to affect me they warned against that stuff on the news doesn't take long for the cold to affect us that's why we need the lord that's why the psalmist said Search me, O God, and know my heart. That's why he didn't say, let me search myself. Because what, what happens when we search ourselves? 
a lot of times we say, oh, well, I'm, I'm not as bad as so-and-so. A lot of times we would say, well, I would never, I would never hang out with the homosexual crowd. I would never do those things. I would never, I'm, I'm better than sister so-and-so. I'm better than brother, what's his name? Because at least I do this, or at least I don't do what, what he does or she does. But we need to be like the psalmist. Search me. Know my heart. Try me. Know my thoughts. See if there be any wicked way in me and lead me into the way everlasting. Because, as Jesus said, iniquity shall abound. The love of many shall wax cold. What kind of love should we have? As I said before, cold is a relative term. Someone in Florida might think they're freezing to death when it's 40 degrees, or maybe even 50 degrees. Poor old Justin Meyer used to think that 50 degrees was cold. He learned some things when he moved up close to me. I'm, I'm, I'm glad of that. does my heart good to see that. So we, what's the standard? Well, for us, spiritually, it's the Bible. What kind of love should we have? Matthew chapter 22, Matthew chapter 22 and verses 36 through 40. Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. The second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So, first of all, we need to ask ourselves, All right, do we love the Lord with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind? In other words, do we love the Lord with all our life? with all our intellect, and with all our strength. Is Jesus the Lord? Is he your first love above everything else? Do you love him more than your family, more than your possessions, more than anything else in the world? That's what, that's what the Lord demands. And you can, you can read it there in Luke 14 and verse 26. We won't turn over there, but also in Matthew 10, Verses 37 through 38. That's the kind of love that the Lord demands. The Lord must be our first love. He loved us before we loved him. He loved us before anybody else ever did. He is, a, he is our most important above anybody else. Do we love him more than anything or anyone? Do you love his word? How much time do you spend in it? Are we like Job, who in chapter 23 and verse 12 of the book of Job said, I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. How many, how many days have you gone without eating? 
your 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 food. Now we're all Baptists. Y'all have seen me. I've seen you eat at the dinner table. We like to eat. I, I, I would imagine that none of us ever forget to eat physical food. None of us ever say, oh, I didn't have time to eat all last week. But how many times have we said, oh, I forgot to read my Bible? Oh, I, 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 I didn't have time to read my Bible. Do you love his word? How much do we really love him? How much do we love the Lord if we, do, if we don't love his word? How much do we love the church? Are you a member of the Lord's church? Do you attend the Lord's church? Do you, do, 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 do you attend faithfully? It's a sad thing. I, I, I'll never understand poor church attendance. I'll never understand it. I, I, I don't know. I don't see in the scriptures where a pastor should have to beg church members to come to church. But sometimes it seems, it seems that that's what people expect us to do. My five-year-old, uh, bless his heart, um, a couple of people come into the church, members that haven't been there for a while, and he, he handed them visitor's cards. <laughs> I, he, 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 uh, uh, embarrassed, embarrassed the two that walked in, but, uh, you know, hey, that's what happens sometimes. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. The next verse after that says, For if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversaries. But, you know, you could be at church every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, every Wednesday night, but that doesn't necessarily mean you love the Lord's church. Do you support the Lord's church? Faithfully? Tithing? Do you pray for the Lord's church? Do you sow discord? Do you cause trouble? The Lord loved his church so much that he died for it. And I'm talking about the local church, you understand, but how much do you love the Lord? And how much do you love his church? We think about love, how much the second part to that is Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Do you love your neighbor? Now, we, we like to think of our neighbor as the person next door, the house on either side of us. But who is your neighbor? Someone asked the Lord that one time. In Luke chapter 10, 
Luke chapter 10, beginning at verse 29. But he, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, And who is my neighbor? And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise a Levite, when he was at that place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him, and went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And on the morrow when he departed, he took, him, took out two pence, and gave them to the host, and said unto him, Take care of him, and what, whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? And he said, He that showed mercy on him, then said Jesus unto him, Go and do thou likewise. Now let's be honest here, and 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 I'll, I'll be honest when when I when I first when I first read this passage of scripture myself, and really really studied this out and thought about it. Would we really be like the Samaritan? Or would we rather be like the priest or the Levite? How cold are we? How cold are we? The love of many wax cold. Now we talk about days gone by where neighbors used to help neighbors, but how, how much do we really help? Those who are in need now. Let's bring it a little closer to home here in Galatians chapter 6, verses 9 and 10. It says, Let us not be weary in well doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Maybe we wouldn't be the Samaritan helping the stranger out in the street, but what about a brother or sister in Christ? How cold are we? Ask yourself, when was the last time that you checked on someone who was sick? When was the last time that you visited a brother or sister in Christ outside of church time? And we used to fellowship some outside of church times of church but it seems like anymore we ain't got time for that any uh, anymore we're too busy the love of many has waxed cold when was the last time that you were invited and accepted the invitation to go visit someone else or invited someone over to your house to your own house or just picked up the the phone and called the brother or sister sent a note or a card to a missionary. I know they would appreciate it. How cold have we gotten? Ask yourself, would you rather be with the saints of God or 
with the world. At the end of the church service, when you do get to church, do you spend time fellowshipping with your brothers and sisters, or do you rush on home to go and watch whatever's on TV or do whatever it is you want to do? Did the thought of the conference and all the preaching make you nauseous? Five sermons in one session. Some of y'all were here for that. Did you enjoy it? Or did you think to yourself, oh, we've got to get through this? With every next preacher, did you sigh and say, oh, no, not another one? How cold are we? Does the idea of church get you excited at all? The church service. Is it a matter of we've got to go to church? We have to go to church? Or praise the Lord, we're privileged to go to church this morning. How cold are we? To share the gospel with someone else. Is it a joy? Or not? Because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But you know, as I bring this to a close, Revelation chapter 2, Revelation chapter 2, verses 4 and 5, says this, Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first works, or else I will come quickly unto thee, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and will remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. Now, one thing I notice out of the letters to the churches that, uh, 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 in Asia. The only church that the Lord threatened to remove the candlestick was the church at Ephesus, and it was because of love. They had left their first love. The love had grown cold. But he gives them space to repent. The love of many has waxed cold. But I believe there's room, time, space to warm up. I'm praying for a revival, for a warming of God's people, myself included. We need a warmth. I hear people talk about the way things used to be, the great Times of times gone past. Those don't have to be the way it used to be. They can be the times of now as well. The love of many wax cold. 
he says, but not the love of everybody. May God help us to be, to have the kind of love that we ought to have. The kind of love that he has for us. May the Lord bless you.